And uh, so we'll get right into the word. Tonight I'm going to teach on how to be led by the Spirit of God. And this is, of course, probably a very foundational scripture for our type of church, <laughs> but maybe not for some others. So I believe that you'll be taught and then also I believe we'll be reminded of some things because I feel like this is very, very important for every Christian to know is how to be led by the Spirit of God. And so we'll, uh, again, it might be a review for some, but listen, you know, listen uh, for the voice of the Spirit tonight to customize this for your uh, home life and your relationships and your finances and, you know, whatever is going on in your life. Listen for the Spirit of God uh, to customize it to you because he, he will give you wisdom in your life. Amen. And he'll lead and guide you. The Bible says he does. Romans chapter 8. We're going to just begin here with verse 14. And also I want to reference the book, uh, Kenneth E. Hagin's book, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. Um, I, I believe it belongs in every library. So get it if you don't have it. And if it's up on a shelf and it's got dust on it, get it and dust it off and read it again. Because uh, it really will help you to hear God's voice and to hear, you know, what you need to do in your life um, and save you a lot of time and energy and trouble. Hallelujah. Okay, Romans chapter 8, look at verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And then look down at verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And then... uh of course, Proverbs twenty twenty seven. you don't have to turn there, but the Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. In other words, God will enlighten us and he will guide us through our spirits. We have to remember that when God created us, he created us in his image, in his likeness. And God is a spirit. So we were created as spirit beings, which spirit beings don't die. You're going to live forever. You have eternal life. Now, where you live forever is a choice, and we believe that you'll be born again if you're not born again, and you'll live together with all of us in heaven. Amen? That's God's best. But uh, you're going to live somewhere. Now, we do shed this body. We, you know, we are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a physical body. And the, the body is, uh, you know, will be left here on the earth. We will um, depart from our from our body one day and um, we will be in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So you will live, you know, uh, that eternal life with God. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, you'll know people in heaven just like, you know, people here and you'll recognize them just like you recognize them here. So uh, it'll be a great day of, rejoining those ones who've gone before us, family and friends and uh, those that have gone on before us. Praise the Lord. So uh, we know that man is a three-part being, and it says that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that we are a spirit, soul, and body. And that's very important to understand that three-triune being of a person so that you're aware of the voice of the body, the voice of the mind, and the voice of the spirit. 
because we need to let our spirit man dominate us. <laughs> we need to be spirit conscious and allow the spirit of God and this our own human born again spirit to be the loudest voices um, because that's going to be what's going to help us in our life and find God's perfect will for us. So uh, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Now, the soul is made up of our will, our emotions, and our intellect. So it's three parts as well, the soul is. So we would say, we could say it this way, our feeler, our thinker, and our chooser. It's how we choose, how we feel, and how we think. And that part, our soul, has to be renewed to the word. It has to be renewed to the things of God because um, it's probably been taught in a whole other way <laughs> of, of thinking, choosing, and feeling than it should. But you can retrain it. You can retrain your soul. And, uh, you know, Psalm 23, we read it sometimes. It says, I will restore your soul. Amen. And so there can be a restoration there. There can be a renewing of the mind. And it's very important because it will help you when you hear the voice of the Spirit to be in agreement when your mind is renewed to the Word. And then, of course, we judge when we hear things. We need to judge them by the Word. If what you're hearing does not line up with the Word of God, then you're not hearing God (laughs) because He and His Word are one. And whatever you hear the Spirit of God say, you're going to be able to find that character of Him in the Bible. He's not going to tell you weird things. That's right. Amen. 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 He's not going to say, you're going to die tonight. No. He's not going to tell you that because he says, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. He's not going to tell you to divorce your husband and marry somebody else. Amen. He's not going to tell you that. That's not the Lord. <laughs> it's a devil. <laughs> So you can, well, how do you know that? Because the Bible talks about marriage. Amen. So we know that uh, these things that could come up at some point in your mind uh, could be either your own thinking for some reason or the enemy, the devil trying to put thoughts in your head. And uh, so we need to judge those things. Um, Brother Hagan would say, you know, uh, birds might fly over your head. That's okay. These thoughts might come and go. But just don't let them build a nest there, right? Isn't that a funny illustration? But it's good because you see these huge osprey nests, and <laughs> you think, "Wow, they let that you know those thoughts get away from them." And there's got a huge nest of doubt, unbelief, anxiety, fear, care, worry. <laughs> just, you let them nest there too long, and they just go crazy with it. Uh, so we want to um, understand that thoughts are just thoughts. They can come and go. And we all have crazy thoughts. You know, I remember a man in our church in Panama City came to us one time and he said, I've just been having this thought that I should jump off the Hathaway Bridge. That's the bridge from Panama City to Panama City Beach. First of all, I don't even know if it would kill you if you jumped off, but I can't tell you how many people have had that thought, you know, at some point or another, just go jump off that bridge, you know. And so... Don't take that thought. Amen. Don't take that thought. It's ridiculous. And uh, don't meditate on that. Meditate on the goodness of God and the love of God and the faith of God and his hope and peace. So you see what I'm saying. Uh, Let's look at Romans chapter 14. We're in that book already. Romans chapter 14 and verse 17. And um, 
Let's see. It says here, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now think about the kingdom of God. Now that we're born again, we have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness. The Bible says translated over into the kingdom of light of his dear son. So we've we've been ousted out, thank God, uh, snatched out of that mess. And now we're living in the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of God. And it is, we sing a song, you know, I found a new way of living. I found a new life divine. Well, when you're born again, you have new life. And you're living in a whole a whole nother set of everything. <laughs> I mean, it, it is all new. And uh, so, again, that's why we emphasize renewing your mind to the to the kingdom ways, to the new way. It's like used to when you go to Disney World, you know, it's the magic kingdom. Right. And it used to be really clean, and really nice. And the people the you know, the employees were very friendly. It's not now, but back then when I was a child, it was a delightful place. And I'm not trying to. Be against Disney. It's just changed some, somewhat. I've noticed, but back then it was. This is the way we do things in Disney World. You know that that the customers always right, and we love the customers, <laughs> and they're the best thing that ever happened to us. And you know that kind of, and it really was. And, oh no! So anyway, praise God. We need to pray for them. But anyway, uh, you know, my point being in the kingdom of God, there is a, a, a whole nother mindset that God wants us to have. And it's things like if somebody asks you to walk a mile, walk two. Right. And it's if somebody hits you on the cheek, turn the other cheek. You know, um, Love your enemies. Pray for them who despise you. <laughs> First, you know, this is a whole new way of thinking, right? Because the world says you punch me, I'll punch you harder. And the world says, are you kidding me? I hate you. And that's it, you know. And so, you know, these are just things that and and there's everything's different. Really, the whole thing is different. But what I'm trying to emphasize here is righteousness, peace and joy are three things that you can guarantee are top priority in the kingdom of God. More than eating and drinking, which means more than any rules that people can come up with. More than any kind of man-made custom rules that churches have been coming up with for ages. One one time somebody asked me, does your church believe in fingernail polish? (laughs) And I said, yeah, why? They said, well, we just noticed you don't wear it. I just wore clear at that time for other reasons, but... I said, oh, no, we believe in fingernail polish. I thought that was so strange they asked me that. But, you know, uh, there's rules about just about any kind of dress code. You can find it in some church. right? <laughs> and so we have to know that it's not that important to God, really. He just, um, when, when, I, when I was pastoring in Panama City, uh, we had a pretty large foyer. And we had several greeters in the foyer on Sunday mornings. And there was this new gal. She'd just gotten saved. And once we, we got somebody saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, we put them through membership class. And then we got them involved in the church, some kind of service in the church. 
just because it's it's helpful to people to get to know others and also to exercise a gift with them. So she had just joined the greeters, you know. She was a young gal, I mean, you know, probably in her 20s, and she was new to everything. So here I come, I'm preaching that day, and I'm fixing to come out of the office, and I look through the glass door, and she has got the shortest skirt on that you can imagine <laughs> and all and she had really she was pretty she had really long legs so it made it even look shorter you know? <laughs> and all I could see were legs <laughs> and that's our greeter that's one of our greeters is just legs and I thought oh my god I gotta talk to this guy I have to go out there and talk to her you know and the Lord said don't you say a word to her that's right don't you say a word to her and I thought, okay, because oh. we want we want everybody to look like Miss Christian, you know. And um, it wasn't too much long after that. She she told me she said, you know, I don't really have a lot of clothes, and sorry that I have to dress like I do, but I'm you know getting dresses and whatever, you know. And I thought, if I had said something to her, no telling what that would have done, you know. So probably. Probably. And um, so we need to be really careful judging others. Amen. Yeah. And that, that's the meat and drink thing here is yeah. to judge everybody's stuff. Um, David talks about his great grandmother's hair. You know, she hadn't cut her hair since 1911 and it was all the way to the floor. Y'all remember the story. And then she went into the nursing home and they had to cut it because they couldn't deal with all that. Um, but it was a religious, religious rule. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, she, yeah, that she, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that, you know, her daughter talked to her about the guy have to cut your hair and reasoned with her. You won't go to hell, but the people that cut your hair will go to hell because <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it against your will, against your will. So, and sure enough, you know, the, the CNA is cutting her hair and, Grandma Hall says, yeah, I guess you know you're going to hell for this. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl said, okay. <laughs> but anyway, praise the Lord. We come up with these rules, regulations, ways of behaving, ways to act. And we think that's being part of the kingdom of God. And, of course, we all you know, know that we need to live godly lives before the Lord. I'm not saying don't be godly or godlike, you know. Um, but here he just emphasizes righteousness, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, right? That should be our top priority. If we're not in peace, we should check up on ourselves. If we're not in the righteousness, and that simply means remembering the righteousness of God that Jesus has bought and paid for you to be, you've been made righteous. You don't have to try to be righteous. You is righteous, right? I know that's bad English. But you are, you are the righteousness of God. You are right now in right standing with God. Amen. Hallelujah. That was such good news to me when I found that out. I am, God is pleased with me right now. Amen. Um, and so righteousness and then peace and joy. We don't need to leave the joy card out. That needs to be a part of our everyday life. And I'm telling you, it's good for you. It's good for your body to laugh. It's good for your soul. Good for your mind. 
Amen. To rejoice before the Lord and dance before Him and run and shout and all. Just be happy. So, uh, interestingly enough, with the kingdom of God and being led by the Spirit of God, I believe that many times you can kind of judge something that God's telling you to do by is it the right thing and is it peace and is it joyful? When God's directing your life, you can check because this is the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy. And so if he's leading you in something that you don't know, you know, it's not in the Bible. Scarlet moved to Tampa and Mary David. That's how you can't find that in there. But I needed to know that. And it was right. And it was peaceful. And there was a tremendous amount of joy. Amen. Still is. Praise God. So then, you know, that can kind of help your heart follow the Lord. Does that make sense? You can judge something by righteousness, peace, and joy. There was a girl up there in Massachusetts this week. She said, I'm transitioning, trying to find a new job. She said, I've been, you know, administrative and higher up in some companies and all that. But she said, I just feel like, you know, I need to change. And so I shared this with her, righteousness, peace, and joy. Because she'd been applying to some jobs. She said, I just don't feel great about that job. Well, you need to, you know. You need to, in your spirit, feel peace and joy. Praise God. So your spirit, you can interchange your spirit with heart in the Bible. So when it says heart, you can interchange spirit. And it doesn't mean your beating heart. It means the center of your being. We would say your gut feeling, your conscience. If you're born again, you can trust your conscience. Amen? So you're, because you're born of God. So, uh, and faith is of your heart. So again, we need to become more heart conscious or spirit conscious. And, um, sometimes it takes a little time if we have a decision to make. Uh, sometimes it takes a little time to hear from God simply because we have to get quiet. We get, we have to get our minds settled down, our emotions sometimes settle down and, uh, and get quiet before the Lord to listen. But it's worth it. If you take the time to get in your prayer closet and just pray in the spirit some and get your mind settled down a little bit, get your, you know, your emotions settled down and let the Spirit of God speak to you. The uh, uh, the first way, you know, he would speak to you is um, by simply that kind of peace, uh, kind of an intuition. Um, like we would say, like a green light. You have a green light in your heart or a, a go signal, you know. Um, and the opposite of that would be what we would say, you have a check in your spirit about something or you have a red light and that's you know sometimes it's hard to describe spiritual things but you know what i mean you have like oh the other day we were driving to uh tulsa and uh we were in mobile and david i was asleep (laughs) like usual but david was driving and uh he said the gps told him to go around uh to another part of the city and He said he had a check in his spirit. Don't go the other way. Go. uh, Don't pay attention to the GPS. Go the way. And he already he kind of knew that way. But he said, you know, he thought, well, maybe the GPS knows there's traffic and I don't know. And so 
he went. Well, we pulled up to a red light, and the gal behind us hit our car. Wow. And so, um, bless her heart, you know, it was it was a mistake. But anyway, he just said, you know, I knew. <laughs> God tries to tell us things. And we've all done things like that, you know, where we thought, I knew that I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't say that or I should, you know, stop or whatever. And um, we kind of go past that warning and then, you know, then you have to pay for something or something goes wrong. So we've all done it. But it sure does pay to listen and obey the voice of the Spirit of God. Amen. And not just do things so hastily, but to really take time, especially with well, everything is important. But big decisions, you know, of course. Um, my dad, he was on his way from church in 1985, and he pulled into the neighborhood and a drunk driver hit him and killed him on the way home from church. And um, he told my mother, and we heard him say it too, for a year before that, he would say, this place that we're turning is dangerous. We need to go up to the red light and use the red light. And mother would go, okay. And we'd all say, okay. But he would turn (laughs) at the place. And, you know, that's where he was killed. So the Spirit of God tries to tell us things. He tries to, well, I don't know, your dad was such a great Christian, and he was. And he was, you know, financed the gospel, and he was, you know, served served in the church loyally. How come he got killed? Well, you know, the Spirit of God tries to tell us things. And sometimes it's very serious. You know, we don't need to... Just, you know, think it's nothing because, um, and he, he, you know, the Spirit of God tried to even get us to pray two weeks before that. Um, my mother-in-law called me and said, we need to pray. Death is on somebody. And she was crying. And uh, she said, I don't know who it is, but I see death on somebody, and she, you know, weeping. And so, of course, I got real emotional. I was pregnant with my first child. <laughs> and so I'm just crying and uh, you know, we had relatives say, what? why are you crying? You're just pregnant. Just forget it. You know, it's no big deal. Well, then two weeks later, we get the call that he's dead. So, you know, take those warnings seriously. <laughs> Amen. And uh, it does matter if we listen to the Spirit of God or if we just do our own thing and do our own way and not right. really pay attention. So it can, uh, but you know, the good news is it works in the opposite way. When the Spirit of God says do something, and you think really, and He says yes, and you do it, you think I'm so glad I did that, right? That's the good news. So our soul needs to be restored, renewed. It needs to be saved by the engrafted Word, and it says there, receive with meekness the engrafted Word. That's able to save your souls. So that meekness, it doesn't mean weakness. It means teachable. Be teachable. Let the Spirit of God uh, teach you through who, whoever is ministering. Sometimes we get so picky about who, you know, I really like their preaching and I like their teaching. and I like. But I learned, I've learned a lot of things through people that I didn't necessarily think were the greatest preachers. But God spoke to me through them and changed my life in some ways and 
So be careful not to get your eyes on people, but listen to the Spirit of God as people minister the Word. Amen. And uh, He'll speak to you through most unusual people. Um, Brother Hagen said in this book, the greatest need in the church today is to have minds renewed with the Word of God. That's the greatest need in the church today is to have minds renewed with the Word of God. Keep your mind in the Word so it can be renewed, restored, and it's able to save your soul. So the first uh, way to be led of the Spirit, we just said, is the inward witness, the green light, the go-ahead. Um, he said on page 32, if you want to read it, I, th- I thought this was very interesting. On page 32 in How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. The Lord told him, Jesus told him, if you will learn to follow that inward witness, I will make you rich. Jesus told him that. I will make you rich. I will guide you in the affairs of life, financial as well as spiritual. Now that perks your ears up, doesn't it? If you're led by the Spirit of God, he leads you in, in places that you will profit. Praise God. And so um, he said, I'm not opposed. Jesus said this to Brother Hagen. I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to them being covetous. Yeah. <laughs> not rich, but covetous. Yeah. So that's what you know. he said to Brother Hagen. And Brother Hagen said, then he became a wealthy man. Amen? Because he learned to listen to the inward witness, to the Spirit of God. Um, now, the second way is, of course, the inward voice, where you hear yeah, your spirit has heard from the Spirit of God, and you can hear your, probably in your own voice, you know, what you think is your voice, the way uh, to go. The Bible calls it the still, small voice. And again, it is still and small, so you're going to have to get into a position to hear that voice where your mind is quiet. It's hard for you to hear when you're when you're really upset. Sometimes you just have to put on some praise music. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. You have to get just calm and, and pray. Maybe pray with somebody or uh, pray in other tongues. And that kind of gets your Amen. mind still so that you can hear because God wants to talk to you, especially in a time of trouble. Yeah. He has some words to say. And they're very important words for you. They can be words of healing and help and grace and mercy. And so uh, listen, you know, to his voice. The third way to hear from the Holy Spirit is the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is more authoritative. In fact, sometimes when the Spirit of God speaks to you like that, you'll almost think it's audible. Like almost think other people can hear it too. And they they probably can't. But... It's it's that strong of a of a signal, and uh, you see that with Samuel. Remember, Samuel was a little boy, and he uh, Hannah had given him over to minister to you know for the Lord. And Eli was raising him, and the Lord spoke to Samuel in the middle of the night, said Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel heard that so strongly that he ran into Eli's room and said, "What do you need?" And Eli said, "Nothing. Go back to bed." You know. And he did it three times. And Eli finally called on. God's talking to him. And so he said, Samuel, go back and and ask and answer the Lord. 
say yes, Lord. Isn't that funny that the Lord wouldn't just go ahead and talk to him? He wants some response. <laughs> yes, Lord. And so uh, then he talked to Samuel as a child. Praise God. So that's, you know, uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit. So those three ways are going to be ways that the Spirit of God is going to talk to your spirit and uh, talk to your to your life. Now, listen to this and then we'll close. First um, Corinthians 14, 14 says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, my understanding is unfruitful or unproductive. Again, getting your mind quiet, praying in the Holy Spirit will really help you learn to be led by the Spirit of God. And he said, most all of the leadings I have had, this is Brother Kenneth e. Hagan, most all the leadings I have ever had have come from out of my spirit. And most of the time have come while I was praying in other tongues. I think that's why Paul said I pray in tongues more than you all. I think he figured this out too. That is so important. And then he went on to say your spirit is active when you are praying in tongues. Your spirit is active when you are praying in tongues. So how do you make your spirit active? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Just like how do you get your body active? You get weights and you get active. Amen. How do you get your mind active? Uh, I've heard it is you need to play chess or crossword puzzle, you know, something to activate it. Well, how do we activate our spirit? Praying in the Holy Ghost. And then and so many times he said that's when he was led, that God gave him what the next step was, what he needed to do, what his family needed to do, direction and ministry, et cetera, et cetera. Did you get anything out of that? Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can be led by your spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit shows us things to come, that he is the one who leads and guides and directs our life. And as we Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We thank you, Lord, that we can hear clearly your voice. And we can say that we know the voice of the good shepherd. And the voice of a stranger we will not follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Not yet. Okay, we're going to pray for one of our church members, Roland. And uh, we... Just got a note that he needed some prayer from the church, and that's us. Yeah. So let's pray for him. And any other, if you need prayer for anything else, just lift your hand, and I'll pray for you too. And if you're on uh, live stream, yeah. we'll, we'll pray for you too right now. Father, we just thank you for Roland. What a blessing he is to this church, this ministry, and has been for so many years. We thank you, Lord, for his life and his health yeah. and peace. We thank you, Lord, that you anything that's dysfunctional going on right now, we call it back into the order of God. We thank you, Lord, that his body functions as you ordain it to and that healing power belongs to him right now, tonight, in Jesus' name, that you move upon his physical body and you quicken and make alive in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the comforter, comforting and strengthening him. And we pray for anybody else here tonight that needs help in any way. You are our helper and you've come to help us. And we thank you for help in every way. Thank you, Lord, that there's financial help, that there's 
healing, that there's wisdom, that there's peace and understanding in Jesus' name. We pray for those on live stream tonight. We thank you that you're right there with them, that you're helping them in every way, Lord. And we praise you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning at 10.